what are, in our very humble opinions, some of the greatest albums, songs and artists of all time. We are jumping into the first episode of Nine Bob Hope today with as deep a subject matter as any, no holds barred, so let's get into it. So just as I'm jumping straight in with subject matter, I'm also jumping straight in with a special guest. No solo podcasts for our first episode Um, today. She is a lover of all things automobile. She's an animal lover. She is a lover, most importantly, of music. She's a part-time DJ and my full-time better half, Nikki Pritchard. How are you, my babe? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me on your first podcast. It's a pleasure. Can't think of anyone better to share a bit of musical chit-chat with. Um, So to start off, you being a DJ, I wanted to ask you, what are some of the songs that you either are your favourites to play, um, the ones that you find get the most response when you play them at a gig, um, or just notable songs as a dj okay there's quite a few to be honest but um we haven't got all night so hey hey. we've got time (laughs) we will reel a few off so i mean obviously you have to play to the crowd um you know get everyone on the dance floor and there's some songs that you could play that as we discussed the other day you know it might clear the dance floor when you think it's gonna actually fill the dance floor yeah so it all depends on the mood the the mood and the people and everything else and so i've picked a few of my sort of favorites and what i get asked for most Mm -hmm. so we'll start off with chic good times oh that's a great tune yeah so that's always like a bit of a floor filler Mm -hmm. normally uh, and then Whitney Houston, I'm Every Woman, which we have spoken about before. We speak about this song at length, and I'll tell you for why. <laughs> it may be a subject for another podcast, another episode, something we'll definitely dive into at another time. Um, but we, in this house, you can imagine, we have regular discussions about music. And one of the debates often is, um, can cover tracks ever really be better than the original in my humble opinion, IMHO, <laughs> that is, and yes, you're going to say, oh, she's biased, she loves Whitney. Did it? Yeah, I love Whitney. If you ever wondered what an angel looks and sounds like, it's Whitney Houston. But that song is the greatest cover of all time. Yes, I have to agree. It, it is just, it up just there. Is. It's up there for us. Yeah. Um, and I know it would be possibly disputed by some. Yeah. But, um, and there's a few others, isn't there, that we've uh, spoken about recently. Of course. And we have to just say that we love Shaka Khan. And we do love Shaka Khan. And respect to Shaka Khan. Absolutely. The the credit Whitney did that song. Yeah. The production, the the video, the the soul. Yeah. It's something I'd normally throw on at the start, really, because it's not something sort of due in the middle of um a wedding gig or something like that everyone would get up to necessarily Mm -hmm. but it's um a mood pleaser if you like it's upbeat it's just a fab tune absolutely really really good 
So the next tracks I would choose, and I've got a few more, mm -hmm. but the other thing I wanted to point out, um, which again we've spoken about before, this is more sort of gigs that I do for weddings and birthdays, engagements, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but if I ever had the chance to DJ in a club, there'd be a whole lot more being added. This is just the cheesy more sort of popular stuff that you play at weddings this not is what... functions rather than yeah a residency yeah like yeah. A, a proper residency somewhere because i've got some bangers that i could really <laughs> uh let out of those so and the next one i've chosen which gets everybody on the dance floor is guns and roses sweet child of mine well great tune it's a fab tune but it gets everybody up it's one of those that you don't picture people dancing to. Yeah. You know what I mean? With yeah. rock and, and metal and, you know. It surprised me, actually, the first time that I played that and or I was asked for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and literally the whole... It was just a floor full of people. And you don't find that that's specific to a particular function that you played. You feel like that's a, that's a winner. That's a winner on probably any function that you wow. have because a lot of people they do like a little bit of soft rock or a little bit of rock of course not all dance and pop and chart and stuff like that yeah so i normally do a section maybe of more rockier stuff so maybe a bit of journey on there or whatever gets yeah. the crowd going yeah okay um, so and the next one i would say that everybody loves and i remember it even as a kid this being popular is billy ocean love really hurts without you everybody oh, we love billy we love billy <laughs> yeah bit of caribbean queen and all that but yeah. yeah that one sort of gets everybody especially the older people yeah um, because you try and cater to every sort of age group when you're gigging mm -hmm. and that gets sort of the older people up so i try to get a few on for them as well mm. so a little bit of motown and stuff which i know we're going to touch on all that Maybe on this one or another podcast that Definitely. we do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you can see, a bit of a random selection taking hold here. Um, but we've got next Robin S. Show Me Love, which is... Uh, oh. Like, does that track ever get old? No. And how often have we said, you know, quintessential 90s dance tracks? Yeah. That's top of the list, isn't it? Yeah. It's it just, just doesn't age, does nope. it, that, that no. track? Great, great song. Brilliant track. Uh, the other one that I play, generally towards the start again, is Luther, uh, Luther Vandross, Never Too Much. Classic. People love it. Yeah. But it's more of a get your feet tapping, mm -hmm. people at the bar, like it's just an uplifting tune. Again, Never Too Much, Never Gets Old. Never Gets Old, no. The next track I would actually choose is um, by, again, another old one. For the olden, the oldens, I should say, <laughs> the oldies, um, the tramps, which is hold back the night, which a great pick, yeah. To be fair, and actually, I've just thought about another one, but I don't know whether I'd play it. Maybe it depends on the crowd. But loco in Acapulco by Four Tops. Now, <laughs> call us cheesy. Yeah, I've had shit for liking that song. I'm going to say it. We know our shit, and that <laughs> song is not cheesy. It no. is a great track they have done so many great tracks the four tops oh the four top levi stubbs how how that the the soul and the gravel in that voice yeah amazing fantastic group. and amazing group amazing singer you know could you have picked somebody better 
sorry to be the musical theatre geek, but you couldn't have picked a better voice for Audrey 2 in Little Shop of Horrors. Just that gravel and the soul and the, you know, great. Love the four tops. Yeah. No surprise that I'm agreeing with you at every (laughs) I think we have a lot in common regarding that sort of thing, don't we? This is why we couldn't be together if we disagreed on music. (laughs) So the last one I'm going to mention for this section of the podcast is none other than Wham. Oh, I mean, talk about, I don't know if I want to use the phrase the best, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) So... Wake me up before you go, go. It's normally the one that everybody loves. Um, great track. Yeah. And I know we've all heard it a million times. Yeah. But it is a great party track. And, yeah. you know, that's the one that I would probably put on during the middle of uh, of a show or a, a gig. Um, crowd pleaser. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I will come back with more on the more podcasts that you do. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, she's assuming she's going to be I'm, special I'm guest. I'm coming again. back. <laughs> <laughs> she's inviting herself oh, back. She's like, the listeners love me. Episode one, <laughs> five minutes in. Um, um, if this leads to anybody just, you know, checking out any of these tracks that we're going to speak about on the podcast today, then. I think our job is done because we might be introducing someone that doesn't know. They might think, oh, what's that? Yeah. Especially if they're music lovers like like us. Yeah. So, And I mean, I can't imagine we would, you know, I, I imagine that most of the tracks that we talk about today because of the the subject that we're on right now um, yeah. are going to be well-known tracks. Yeah, but most of them. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody like us when we were 10 years old and discovering music on our own. Yeah. Um, Maybe somebody's listening and, and goes, hold on, who's the Four Tops? I mean, if some kid discovers the Four Tops, awesome. If not, we just love having a chat. And yeah. and really, the idea is for you guys to just feel that you're in on a conversation, which you are, across social media, um, you know, and just podcasts at the end of the day they're just a bit of light relief from normal life i love to listen to podcasts and i love making mine so if anything self-indulgence and with the hope of mildly entertaining a few people that'll do me so moving on from that to talk a little bit more generally about less of music that you're going to play to a target audience or somewhere specific just talking about our personal loves favorites connections to music certain songs albums artists um i asked nikki to prepare kind of i say a short list it's not going to be short because we could talk about music until every cow comes home um yeah but just to talk kind of about some stuff we loved um, or love. And share it with all you guys. Share it with you Whoever's guys. listening. Yeah. Um, I haven't, uh, obviously I've got some idea through knowing Nikki and her being my partner, but I have not looked at her list or we haven't pre-discussed this. This is all coming out as we're talking. So did you prepare particular artists or songs or albums etc that you wanted to talk about yeah i did and i think as you've said and touched on this is not even doesn't even touch the surface of of everything and every every track every artist that 
um, mean something to me or us or whatever. And that's what I'm saying. I think with these podcasts as we go along, although they're mainly your podcast, but if ever I can come on again, if you'll have me. Please, <laughs> Jones in for part two. I'm coming back on. <laughs> um, then it'd be good to discuss the more that we've got because, as I say, if you can introduce one person to some of the tracks like we're open to with other people, then that would be a great thing mm-hmm. to me. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to start off, and this is actually another cover that we've discussed before. Okay. But not obviously for this, as you've said, you don't really know what I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first track that I adore is True Colours by Phil Collins. And even though that is a cover, to me, in my humble opinion, it's better than the original. I agree. And I like the original. Yep. But Phil Collins does that track and actually he's done a couple of other covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's covered the Supremes and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I know they were chart hits. Yep. Um, And they were quite mainstream, I guess, but fantastic because yeah. you can easily ruin those kind of songs. Absolutely. And we love Phil and he we love Phil. absolutely did that song justice. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So as well... This is, to the general listener, is random. All right, it is going to be a random list. Okay. Okay. It doesn't follow on. It's not all dance. It's not all soul. It's not all... Mm -hmm. There is an eclectic selection here. That's what we like. That's what we love. Some of it, you guys might think, oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And you'll probably understand why in a bit, but... I think there's some real cracking tracks on here. So uh, the next one I'm going to lead into is the artist Madonna. Um, there's too many tracks of Madonna to choose from, but a couple that I've written down is Get Into The Groove because that is just a cracking 80s track. Mm-hmm. Into The Groove, yeah. Into The Groove. Doesn't get old. Um, and I've also got um, a couple of other ones. So I've got Nothing Really Matters, which wasn't... Um, it wasn't uh, popular, as popular as some of her tracks, but the meaning behind the song was fab and mm-hmm. the arrangement, the production, everything. Yeah. Uh, Frozen. Yep. Big sound, great sound system. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you've got things like Vogue. Um, oh, okay. Who doesn't love Vogue? I mean... That doesn't get old either. A, who doesn't love Vogue? Um, B, we all know, I mean, it's no secret... This is not our coming out. We are gay women. (laughs) Um, uh, And I am, you know, particularly uh, proud of gay culture and gay history. And um, I know my stuff. And like so many of us, I am connected to that song because of where Vogue comes from. The art of Vogue in the ball scene that, you know, all that queer history that's packed into that. And for Madonna to take that and bring it into the mainstream um imagine kind of being there when that came out yeah um and realizing that this you know icon is you know singing about us like singing about our culture and our you know this underground scene it's it's incredible and um and she is iconic she She has as we discussed the other day with madonna has moved with the times Mm -hmm. um Probably more than any other artist has yeah. re- reinvented herself absolutely time and time again. And you know, there's a there's a couple of tracks. 
well, a few tracks, I should say, probably that aren't our cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, the Austin Powers one wasn't my... I can't remember the, the title of that. Uh, Beautiful Stranger. Yeah, not my... Not really a favourite of mine by hers, but yeah. then we're all different, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but the other... Like, the other tracks, True Blue, Cherish... True Blue, you could say, is cheesy, but it's a fab track. Yeah. So, um... That's sort of the Madonna side, but there's so, so much more of hers I could list. Absolutely. And, you know, Vogue, there's a connection to. I've always loved Open Your Heart. I think that's a great track. Lucky Star, Borderline, Holiday. Like, there's some fab tracks on there. Even Justify My Love, that is a sexy track. Yeah. I know it's sexy in in kind of an obvious way. Yeah. But it sexy tune. Yeah. And the other one I liked by her was What He Feels Like for a Girl. But again, it did get released and there was a couple, like, couple few like club mixes on it. Mm-hmm. Um probably not her most famous, but I thought it was a really cracking track and a cracking video the, to go with it as well. Yeah. Um so as I say, I'm going to mix this list up okay. and I've got a few to get through, so I'm not going to keep everyone, I'm not going to bore everyone, but we'll have a chat as we go along. Absolutely. So my next track I've got I've got Buddy Holly and True Love Ways because I just think it's a really beautiful, beautiful song. That's awesome. And to go from, you know, Madonna to, to Buddy Holly. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's yeah. going to be eclectic. Absolutely. And, you know, there's no structure. No, it's not just sort of one or two types of music that I love. Mm-hmm. And it depends what mood I'm in as to what I listen to, but... That track is is fantastic yeah. and just beautiful, beautifully written. Mm-hmm. No effing and jeffing, just <laughs> <laughs> just beautiful. Yeah. So I love that one. Love um, and then the next one I've got, we're going on to Brian Adams, which anyone that knows me knows I'm a big Brian fan. More of his older stuff. I think his newer stuff's not as good, but um, so the particular track that I uh, like is Into the Fire. That's a great song. Which is, yeah, he's done two versions. He did the album version on on the title album, Into mm-hmm. the Fire, um, which was quite a fast, upbeat version. And then he did a stripped sort of acoustic version, yeah, which, again, was beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of about being at a crossroads and, and not quite knowing which way to go mm-hmm. um, and which way to turn and what to do with life, really. And it's it's a really meaningful track. Mm-hmm. So that's up there for me. But as I could, again, go on about Brian Adams all day because I like a lot of his stuff. So we've gone Phil Collins, Madonna, Buddy Holly, Brian Adams. Where are we going next? So next track is, you'll probably hopefully agree with me, which I think you do, after previous discussions, Solomon Burke, Cry to Me, oh. Out the Film, Dirty Dancing. Just Solomon Burke, Cry to but Me. That is, I bought an album of his just for that track. What a great song. Great soulful voice. Really great, um, really great track, oh. released in about 61 or 62, mm-hmm. produced and written by Burt Burns. Um and it's basically an ode to loneliness and desire, really. Yeah. But it's it, it it's a fab track. It's not long enough, but though. not long enough. I was going to say that <laughs> two and a half minutes is not long enough for that track. No. Um, and I know our friend, our Colin, who I work with, who's a solar. Mm-hmm. He um, that's his favourite track. Is it really his favourite? Yeah, track? that's his favourite track. Shout out to Colin. Shout out, Colin. So uh, great taste, a man of great taste. He's a northern solar, so yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so next track that I've got is Christopher Cross 
with sailing. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, just sat here. He did another one that was really good as well. Um, but sailing, it's just a lovely, lovely track, mm -hmm. a lovely production on it. Yeah. And it's just one of them that I've just always loved the sound of. Mm -hmm. um, and then going on to, there's a couple actually, as I, as I was saying, um, that I didn't actually write one of these down, but Affirmation Savage Garden, purely because it's just brilliant. Great lyrically as well. Great lyrics, just brilliant. Mm -hmm. Great sound as well and a good system. It does sound really good. I know some people go, what? It's a bit cheesy. No. But no. It is, it's beautiful. I think that's the thing with music, isn't it? Like you can listen to the words and everything else and yeah. it's... It speaks a truth. Yeah, it's um, a great message. Really you can't, great. You can't disagree with a line that he says. No, so. absolutely not. And then to sort of go with that because of the meaning behind it, I'd go with Baz Luhrmann and Sunscreen, which some people I know can't stand, but I also know. It's like a love-hate track. It's a bit like Marmite, that track. I don't know of anybody who doesn't love that track. I love that track. And I if, bought it on single. If I knew of anybody that doesn't love that track... Why? I don't know how bad I want to know that person. Um, it's it, brilliant. That track is like a Bible. It is. It, live by that. Yeah. You know. It's, it's fantastic. It, it's, yeah. Brilliant video as well. Like, it just really gives you a true meaning of life and what's important and, mm. you know, everything else. I just think it's fab. Absolutely. And if we could all learn to do some of the things. I think he even admits in the lyrics, doesn't he, If you if you... Uh, if you find out how to do this, please yeah. tell me how. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of the lyrics are just so so good. Like, try not to worry or do worry, but know that worrying is about as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum. Yeah. Like, it's just really cleverly written. Yeah. Um, but you can relate. I think everybody could relate to that song if only they could connect with it. Absolutely. I guess the people that don't really like it just can't connect with it, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. And music's a personal thing, but yeah. just uh, lyrically... Yeah, not everybody likes the same stuff, do yeah. they? But I just think it's really good. Yeah. Um. So the next track I've got, Luther Vandross, Give Me The Reason. Oh. The first time I ever heard that was on pirate radio and I was on the way to work <laughs> one day. Okay. And... I heard this track, which obviously you never get, like, the uh, so-called DJ on the mm. airwaves telling you really who it is or what it is. Like, mm -hmm. it just goes in one track to the other. Yeah. And I just could not. I was like, what is what is this track? <laughs> um, and I, it, I think internet was obviously a bait, but it wasn't as sort of broad as it is today. No. And I struggled to find it, but I did in the end. And mm. I'm so glad I did. Like, that song is... Just brilliant. So give me the reason. Yeah. Yeah. One of my top three Luther Vandross songs, yeah. I think. Leading on from Luther, my next pick, you are going to love this one. Okay. Simply Red. Simply Ginger. <laughs> Simply Ginger. Okay. But um, to be honest, I haven't really written many songs down by Simply Red because most of what they do is just Mick Hucknall. Mm-hmm. Has got one of the best voices I think I've ever heard. He's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. That's it. Yeah. Um Holding Back the Years, which I know is a joke. Mm. And Bunny's too tight to mention. Oh sorry, Money's too tight to mention. <laughs> <laughs> 
But those two tracks are brilliant. If no one gets that reference, it's an old <laughs> Simply Red joke. Have you heard that Mick Hucknall has been arrested um, for having sex with a rabbit? Uh, <laughs> apparently he was holding back the ears and the bunny was too tight to mention. <laughs> um, that's, that is the whole joke. That's not me genuinely saying, have you heard that that happened? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, okay. Yeah, he's just done some fab fab stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or them as a group they're one artist or one band i should say that i haven't seen live yet and i am definitely wanting to do that in the near future um, yes and i would be remiss yeah. if i didn't mention um my dad yeah. here yeah um uh you know he loved simply red rest sweetly dad i very recently lost my dad and he loved simply red um, he also loved Phil Collins. He like he, uh, we could do a whole separate episode about dad music, could, yeah, <laughs> which would actually be lovely. Yeah, just um, a little bit of tribute to him. Yeah, um, we were going to go and see Simply Red live together. Um, dad always sang Simply Red to me when I was younger. Um, I was a babe in arms, and I would um, once I was you know barely speaking would sit in the car um and he always had the album stars um and i would say daddy down down daddy put down down on and to my mum as well mummy down down um which meant model the song model which you know if you know that album you'll know that song um stars is a great track and for your babies was always the most special um simply read song between me and my dad for your babies was was one of our songs so we love you dad and yeah we do we will always think of you when we listen to simply red um there's quite a few people isn't there that we would think of your dad um when listening to absolutely um so yeah another artist that i would say is up there for me is tina turner tina turner tina turner <laughs> like that woman has been through the mill, um, oh. but my God, she has got it. Um, yeah. You know, she's retired now, obviously, but she's one artist I would have liked to have seen in her prime. Me too. And talk about great, great songs. Oh, great legs. Great legs. <laughs> great songs. Yeah. Great attitude. Great, great voice. Person, isn't she? Yeah. Um, just a lovely person. And I tell you what, not to butt in, but we did find out, I mean, we're good we're music buffs we're good with our music trivia yes but we did find out through watching the recent tina documentary which it was just called tina yeah i think it it was it's really good fantastic documentary um and we did find out that what's love got to do with it was not originally her song um it was originally (laughs) recorded by bucks fizz if you can believe that and this might be youtube it youtube it 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 might be a bit of musical trivia that people already know and i'm just late to the party on this i don't know um but i mean no shade bucks fizz but no yeah Um, tina Tina didn't even want it no she didn't want it she (laughs) said it's not my kind of song and you know eventually they said look let's just try and record a little bit of it and if if you're not feeling it we won't use it we'll just you know can it yeah um she started to sing it and within a couple of the lines she said oh i know how to sing this i I got it yeah and sang her own yeah and that is one of my favorite tina turner songs yeah i mean i i love uh 
Goldeneye. Oh. And I'm not a Bond fan, by the way. But um, there's a couple of tracks again. We can touch on another track. Maybe oh, another time. The or two, no, I'm like. just going to say it right now. The two greatest Bond theme songs are Goldeneye, yeah. Tina Turner, yeah. and License to Kill, Miss Gladys Knight. Yeah. Apps. They're just mega, mega tunes yeah. and good sound system again. Mm-hmm. And they sound completely different to if you just watch them on the telly yes. or whatever. Just really underrated not given enough credit really um but fab fab tracks yep um the next one uh and i'm not going to go on for too much longer guys because i can always like cover this in other podcasts that hope does regarding music and stuff because that is our passion Mm -hmm. um but my next one which is probably i don't know i'll say it's not really well known it's probably not with the, the general populace Unless you're a fan. Um, but George Michael and Soul Free. Oh, George. There's too many of George to uh, pick, if you like. Because yeah. I'm a massive George Michael fan. As am I. As, as are you. Yes. And Soul Free, for me, off the um, Listen Without Prejudice album, mm-hmm. is just... Oh, it's full of soul. It's a fantastic song. His voice hits notes yes. that shouldn't be. No. Or like almost falsetto yep. notes. And know. as I have always said, I've got to say it, that is the best title for an album yeah. ever in the history of albums. Yeah. Listen without prejudice. Yeah. Great album. Yes. But yeah. So that's a little bit of uh, George on there, but I'll touch on George uh, again another time, another time because we could do we could. a whole podcast episode about george yeah absolutely he's very talented and very missed um i didn't i didn't stop listening to him for six months after he died yeah um i think he was the only person i listened to for a solid six months yeah i couldn't listen to anybody else so no. i do i do miss george and we miss you george very much and you know it's, it sounds a bit odd when you don't actually know that person but you know he was one of us really and a beautiful soul and I think he was framed for lots and lots of different things that mm. you know in the end I don't know whether it got too much but um we've had this you know. discussion before about you know artists that mean something to you whether that's because they're the soundtrack to your youth whether it's because they're the songs you turn to in bad times whether it's because they're the songs you turn to in good times they're you know just memories attached to it you have a connection to that person and that person's voice has been with you your whole life and especially if you feel that that passion for music yeah you absolutely feel that loss absolutely um, and and george was he's certainly one of, one of those yeah, yeah. absolutely like yeah. i just miss him yeah i miss him i think he was way too young to go absolutely so, um next track i have Sacrifice by Elton John, which I just think is a real beautiful track. It is. It is absolutely gorgeous. And just put your headphones on and listen to that track. Yeah. It's meaning. Yep. Everything. As um, with many an Elton John song. Yeah. There's again a lot of Elton songs that and, and stuff that we could choose. But yeah. I know that everyone don't want everyone to get bored. No, but that's a personal favourite yeah. of yours as well. It is actually probably one of my favourites of yeah. his. Yeah, I think it's fab. And I wouldn't be bored by listening to this. 
Like, I would sit here and listen to people talk about music and yeah. some of their greatest tracks because I would go, oh, my God, I love that song, absolutely. Like, and, yeah. you know, I'd end up firing my playlists up and, you know, yeah. having a music day. Okay, so moving on to this next uh, section... Um, I also brought up the subject of what I call cover to cover albums. Um, so basically albums that you can put on at track one and not have the need to touch a button at all because every track is great. Again, ask Nikki to think about this and I haven't got a clue what she's prepared or thought of. Um, so baby, what's your, your first pick? Okay, my first pick would be sort of um, taken off where we've just left off, if you like. Um, and it is, you're going to know what I'm going to say here. You're going to know. <laughs> you're going to know, girl. <laughs> um, George Michael and the older album. That, to me, is the one of the greatest albums that I love to listen to personally. Agreed. For everybody. Yeah. Um, of all time. And it was when... Uh, he was tied in with Sony. He took them to court because he wanted to release his own music. They wouldn't wouldn't have it and lost. <laughs> um, but managed to get out of it basically in the end and then released older. And I just think it's it's just from start to finish, you've got tracks like Fast Love, mm-hmm. Older, Spinning the Wheel. Spinning the Wheel is a personal favourite of mine. Yeah. Um, you got Jesus to a Child. Mm-hmm. There's just there's just loads of great. Well, every single song on there is fantastic. There's something to be said for for artists when they're writing and putting out the music that they love and that they feel proud and passionate about. Yeah, it, and every it's... everything about that album, the album cover was fantastic. The fast love video was brilliant. Like he just just smashed that album. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it was a bit different for George Michael at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when that was released in like ninety six, uh, because of his other stuff and all the stuff he'd done with Wham, and it wasn't his normal, yeah, sort of thing. So I can imagine that some of his fans would be a little bit like, "Oh, that's different." I'm not sure about that, but I think you've got a lot of his fans as well that actually adore that album. Yeah, and and the meaning, the actual every single song on that album, and a lot of what George wrote about was about his personal experiences and his life of and course. losing his first uh, partner yeah um to to A's HIV yeah basically and he, that broke his heart i think but Absolutely. Um, yeah and that was Anselmo and yeah. that was the the album was dedicated to him mm-hmm. so everything on everything on that album was a personal touch to his life but it's something that a lot of people can relate to and i yeah. think that's why Absolutely, and you feel that, don't you? You can you just feel, you that, feel yeah. that, that that it's so personal. Absolutely, um, and actually leading on from that, talking about an album being personal, my next album that would be cover to cover, no skipping, no fast-forwarding, is Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. So, oh, I mean, yes. one of the greatest selling albums of all time. Yes, um, for and damn good reason. Yeah, that's not why it's on the list, because I've actually got two of their albums on this list. Um, the other one's called Say You Will, and they couldn't have been released any further apart. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the last album in... T- I think it was about 2004 that was released, Say You Will, and 
uh, I think that was the last album they did together as a group, mm-hmm. um, pretty much. Yeah. So rumours and say you will. So the start or the start ish when they really hit it big. Because mm-hmm. I think the second album Tusk that came out after that didn't. It it sort of, it was a bit of a Lindsay Buckingham thing, but yeah, it, it didn't do didn't as do well as, well. as rumours. And they thought, you know it's one of them where you think how can you even come close? No to sell in the amount that did mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of people would agree rumors absolutely it goes down in history as one of the the greatest albums of all time yeah for like i say for good reason yeah. and you know what a bunch of songwriters what a bunch of singers musicians yeah. um again fleetwood mac are another group that we could do an entire episode dedicated to yeah nikki pritchard what is your next chosen album give it to me okay i'm gonna give it you um again totally different from what i've just been speaking about totally different genre and um, my next album that i would listen to without skipping at all is above and beyond um who are sort of progressive trance a lot of you may know them most of you probably don't um but they did an album called tri-state and brilliant just trancey dance great great stuff on there um now that is an album i need to listen to fully because about are they are they the group that did sun and moon yes that's a fantastic song yes and i even i personally don't know as much of theirs as i could Mm -hmm. stand to so i definitely need to give that a listen myself yeah i think sun and moon is on the second i think it was the second album they released group therapy Uh Um, and they also did another uh they did a like couple of live acoustic shows which again some people may know about um and they did sort of i think it was the i don't know whether it was a combination i think of both of those albums acoustically and it was it was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. They did like a couple of shows, but absolutely, if you want a chill album and you want to just put your headphones on, lie in the bath, whatever, that uh, acoustic one is is the one to go to. So, but yeah, like the tri-state one is is very sort of dance, trancey, mm-hmm. upbeat, and just really really good start to finish. So love that. What's yeah. next? Next one I have got. Oh, this is going. This is going right off the chart now. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry to everyone that I'm going to say this because, um, you know, it's a bit cheesy, but uh, it'd have to be Backstreet Boys, Millennium, the album Millennium. Like um, a couple of my friends would know that literally we were going to see them on tour. Um, and I think I bought the album like the day before we were due to go. And me and my friend had it on like, repeat all night <laughs> while we were asleep just to try and learn the songs on oh. it and that but it was a the, the only, one of the only shows that i've been to live where they're in the round mm-hmm. so they're actually in the center of the um, arena yep and it was brilliant it and was that's, really it's nostalgia as well isn't yeah. it you know i mean i was surprised to learn that you loved the backstreet boys <laughs> i mean they're they're great they can sing and that you know yeah uh, they were huge uh, i mean we sold so many albums yeah. you wouldn't believe like they've sold well over 100 million albums yeah. and for a and boy band to sell that of course yeah and uh, i mean for the listeners that don't know us personally a lot of our listeners will be people that we know mm-hmm. um in real life but uh, nikki and i are nine and a half years apart um almost exactly so um you won't mind me saying um <laughs> nikki is is uh knocking on naughty 40 um and I, i've just 
turned 30. So um, for you, kind of Backstreet Boys were... Yeah, they, Backstreet Boys were they, when I was 14. Like the right time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and my, my, obviously my first boy band that I love was Take That. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were the ones that I just adored. Yeah, and I mean, Backstreet Boys were big and Take That were big when I was young. I was yeah. born in, in 91, Nicky was born in 81. Um, 91 is when sort of Take That came out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were around when I was growing up, you know yeah. what I mean, when I was young. Yeah. Um, just for, I mean time period and when I was born and also being um just just being me <laughs> like I was obsessed with the Spice Girls Sp- yeah. Spice Girls was was my band of choice um and I did you know I I enjoyed my little bits of boy zone and you know <laughs> stuff like guilty, that guilty, guilty. Um, <laughs> but yeah I, w- I was all about Spice Life girl power all the way I know they you know I know they're a boy band that's sort of been put together or whatever and like so many boy bands out there and it's like you know but they're still they've still done some great songs and they've still done some they're they're sing their actual voices are amazing they have sort of lost it in more recent years like Backstreet Boys have sort of especially Brian bless him because he's got vocal cord issues but the last time I went to see them live, they weren't they weren't great. But I think they have improved since then. So maybe he's done a bit of training on that voice and yeah. stuff. But yeah, Millennium for me was just a it was just a brilliant album. I, I don't know who doesn't like that album. Leading on from BSB, uh, we have Lionel Richie back to front. So I've got a couple of different albums on here that are more of like greatest hits, really, rather than sort of albums, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to that point. But um. Back to Front is a, a brilliant album. Yeah. Start to finish. So it starts with uh, Do It To Me. Yeah. Um, My Destiny. Yeah. Ceylon. Endless Love. All the tracks that, you know. All we, the classics. But they're brilliant. And uh, we had a, a Lionel track for your dad, didn't we? So. We did. We had My Destiny um, at, the, at the funeral. So, and yeah. that that's definitely, it's a happy song. Um, and it's definitely one I remember him um you know singing out loud in the car and yeah. you know everything like that fabulous track and if we could have greatest hits kind of anthologies as as albums mm-hmm. it feels like a little bit of a cheat yeah it does really and, but, and that's not where i want to go with it but they you know there's some greatest hits there are tracks on there that you know you would sort of skip maybe. well yeah i mean it but well yeah but then you've got things like you know for me things that come to mind would be like Madonna's Immaculate Collection and um, uh, Tina Turner, the album is either just called The Best, which is what the song is called, or it's called Simply The Best. Yeah. It's the one with the white cover and she's like in a a black halter top turned to the side. Um, That is iconic. Yes, yeah. Um, (laughs) So stuff like that, yeah, technically they're greatest hits albums. Yeah, but you always get a dodgy track on an album generally or a dodgy couple of tracks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my other choice would be Lionel Richie. I think he's mm-hmm. done some great stuff from the Motown label mm-hmm. all the way, you know, all the way through. So, um, my next track, I'm following on from Motown a little bit, actually from Lionel, mm-hmm. but it was pre Lionel. Okay. So again, it's a bit of an anthology. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of, sorry, it's a bit of a cheat, but um, they've probably got too many albums for me to sit and listen to. Okay. Oisley Brothers, uh, and it's called Motown Anthology. Okay. And, we love there the Oisley Brothers. Is, yeah. 
I love uh, Ronald Isley's voice. Yes. I think I just think they're a cracking group. Yeah. They've done some real fab covers mm-hmm. and their own stuff as well. Yeah. So they're on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and another artist that I absolutely love. <laughs> Again, this is going total sideways now. Is Subfocus, which you know I love Subfocus. Yes. People know I love Subfocus. Yeah. So it's more sort of um, you could say sort of like drum and bass, but it's. It's more mainstream stuff, isn't it, I think? Yes, yeah. But love it. Love it. He's got three albums that have come out, which was Subfocus itself, Mm -hmm. self-titled. Taurus. Taurus, And then his newest one, Portals, which he collabed with Wilkinson. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. All three albums, brilliant. Yeah, can't disagree with that And I've never driven over 100 miles an hour while listening to those tracks. Never. No. So, uh, <laughs> um, and just a couple more, just to touch on, really. Obviously, okay. everybody knows I love Christy Burke. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I wonder really. when she was going to drop that bomb. <laughs> and everyone takes the piss, and I don't care. I mean... Take I'm, the piss. I'm just going to say eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no shade, Chris. Okay. Uh, I mean, I... <sighs> Here's the thing. There's a couple of artists that divide us. I do not dislike Christa Berg. I just um, probably hadn't listened to enough of him until I got together with you. Um, I have always said that I think Lady in Red is one of the most beautiful songs. Um, yeah. It's mainstream. It's well known. It's, it's probably his only known. Probably <laughs> overplayed. Yeah. If you say Christy Berg, that's what people are going to think of. But for good reason, because it's a beautiful track. Yeah. It is. It's it lovely. Is, but yeah, I mean, I sort of grew up listening to Flying Colours. Yeah. Uh, which was an album that he actually released in about 88. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of other albums that I, I couldn't decide. So one was The Getaway, which was released uh, in 82. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Man on the Line, which was released in 84. Mm-hmm. Then Flying Colours in 88. Um, he'd done some albums in the 70s, like Spanish Train yeah, and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, so I couldn't really pick between the three albums because they're all fab and I'd listen to them back to back. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a good few tracks that I've definitely heard. I could stand to be a, a bit more familiar with more of uh, of his work. Yeah, it's not, it's not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea, but it's... Um, he's a great storyteller. You can't... He has, he has written some fab stuff. I think his more recent stuff isn't as good. No. And that's from a fan? No really um... he's just you know when you feel music like we've said a million times something either hits you or it doesn't there's something about lady in red that hits me you know in a romantic lovely soft beautiful way i think it's a gorgeous song and there's something about a lot of his his other stuff that i can respect but doesn't hit me in the soul yeah and where it does me so and i've been to see him about 10 times and i'm not ashamed so <laughs> you do you boo yeah i'm just gonna sort of finish and round up now okay um, so i've got bob marley legend who doesn't love that album oh again who doesn't love bob marley legend? i mean it's kind of again bit is it an anthology it's 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 like greatest hits isn't it really legend yeah again it is more of a sort of a, a greatest hits i guess but um and i know track. we're not really kind of talking about tracks because like you've just said 
Mm-hmm. Every the idea of this is that every track is meant to be great, and it's you know yeah, that's you don't exactly what it is. And let's be honest, most albums that people release, there's always a dodgy track on there. Yeah, although that you know completely understand why this is on your list because it would be on mine. Yeah. Legend, there's not a bad song, um, but I have to say, favorite Bob Marley songs up there for me. I mean, everybody usually goes with Three Little Birds or your, you know, Is This Love or that kind of thing i absolutely love satisfy my soul i always have um favorite bob marley track babe um i would say steer it up um and you know the other one i like and i can't remember it. i think yours is the same as my mum's favorite which is waiting in vain waiting in vain it's a fab fab track beautiful beautiful track love me some reggae some bab (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then a couple more just to finish off so who could not mention michael jackson oh well now <laughs> the wh- king how have you mentioned michael jackson because how do you well are you one of those people that is like many very clear-cut and has their favorite mj album and it's just excuse the pun very black and white <laughs> or have you struggled no i it's a struggle i mean history again is more of a, a an anthology isn't it like mm-hmm. a lot of his tracks there were some new tracks on this too that he released at the time mm-hmm. um when that album was released i should say popped on there um but dangerous to me dangerous album mm-hmm. the very first song i ever really remember hearing and it hitting me was bad mm-hmm. which i know is like a track now that's so it's so out there isn't it bad yes like everybody knows bad yeah and, you know, you could come on the radio and you go, oh, switch, oh I'll just turn over. Like, I've heard that a million times. But yeah. that was the first track that really, of MJ, that I heard that, that hit me. Mm-hmm. So, but Dangerous, the album, like, awesome. Yeah. Amazing, every track. Yeah. And, I mean, th- we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Thriller as yeah. an as an album. Um, because, as far as I'm aware, I should have looked up my stats before this because Thriller is still up there. It's as, up there. As... It's not the highest anymore. No, it's but there. it's one of the top selling albums of all time yeah um again this quite clear why yeah um that yeah and and just the last one to to sort of finish up on this this podcast episode Mm -hmm. is um probably one of the first albums i ever had and i bought it on i had it on tape and it was rock set and joyride oh Um, she saved that for last yeah i love that album it's got every track is fab Mm-hmm. Um, from the title, the 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 track at the start, number one is Joyride. Then he yeah. goes on to Hot Blooded, yeah, Fading Like a Flower, yeah. all of those ones. Yeah. But um, I just remember that was one of the first albums that I bought when it came out. Yeah. And I will just touch on this as well with everyone. I'm not, as you know, from a musical background. I have my upbringing wasn't around music like mm. some people like you probably were. Yeah, I mean, I was. Yeah, let's. Let's definitely. Sorry to interject, but let's no. d- let's definitely cover that because I was. I've always said I was brought up around music. My mum is a singer. Um, my dad could sing, and absolutely, both of them just absolutely loved music. They were they they separated when I was four. Um, so in both households that I was raised in, I was surrounded by music. Some of that crossed over because my mum and dad shared a lot of, you know musical uh, taste um and some of that i would accredit 
certain things musically that I know and love to my mum introducing me to it and, and others to my dad and obviously bits and pieces from other people and then there's a whole other section of things that I discovered on my own that I didn't you know pluck one out of thin air Alanis Morissette nobody loved or played Alanis Morissette around me nobody my mum wasn't a fan my dad yeah. wasn't a fan mm-hmm. um and I watched a it was an A to Z program presented by the Spice Girls and it was called A to Z of Girl Power um and they went through a couple of artists per letter of the alphabet yeah. and A was Alanis Morissette so yeah. they played a clip maybe 30 seconds or so of You Ought to Know um yeah that's a great track great great track angry pissed off <laughs> fuck you you know like it, great track yeah and I was probably I don't know 10 something like that um and I just thought I love the sound of this like I've I've never heard of this woman and you know and then I looked into that and um, found Jagged Little Pill and started to listen to her more yeah. um so you discover artists and bands and genres even completely on your own but as you're saying you had a different upbringing in childhood to me and the fact that you weren't surrounded by music no and- no I was surrounded by um a bit of radio every now and again and and like us like we've sort of touched on at the start of all this episode there is so so much more that i could speak about music um probably bore everyone to tears but like the drifters love them bought up on them um but yeah I, the only thing i really ever heard when i was young was a bit of motown on the radio on gold that my stepdad used to listen to and you know my mom's not we haven't even mentioned ABBA. We haven't mentioned. We haven't mentioned a lot. <laughs> well, this is why. I mean, yeah. you know, coming towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to agree yeah. to you coming back. I'm coming back. I mean, you know, you yeah. you live with me, so you got you got an easier way in. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think people would maybe enjoy us uh, being a bit more kind of specific. This has been, you know, more of a, a general, just a general bit of chat. And yeah, episode yeah. one. Let's sit down. Let's talk a bit of music. Um, let's you know have a bit of a kiki and 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 that's that's that. Yeah. Um, but we can definitely go into different genres, different you know, real specifics. Really. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's all I was going to say. Really, is that I wasn't brought up in particularly musical household and everything that I know. Which is, I'm not saying I know everything because I don't. There's still a, I think about it quite a lot. There's still quite a lot out there that I don't know, and I wonder what I'm missing out on sometimes. Mm. But in terms of finding the music that I know and love now, it's all down to really me. Yeah. You know, and everything I've discovered myself. So, you know, I'm grateful for that and yeah. I shall keep discovering and looking and listening and learning. Absolutely. And that being said, if, if you know, perfect time to say, if anybody wants to get involved in the discussion, um, not just this week, but any week with regards to um, something we've already talked about and you want to join in that discussion and, you know, tweet it at us and, you know, get involved um, or even just to tweet at us or message us or get in touch with subjects that you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, Yes, there's going to be music episodes. There's also going to be mental health. There's going to be um, TV and film, a lot of queer culture and LGBT issues. Um, You know, not we're not limited. We're just going to see where this goes, where the conversation takes us. Um, So that being said, 
you can find me on social media. Um, I've already mentioned that my tag is at HopeKrista91. So that's at H-O-P-E-K-R-I-S-T-A-9-1. That's across Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I am also on Facebook too. Um, where can they find you, babe? You want to uh, put your... Can... Yeah, I can't remember my thing on Twitter. Um, because I don't really go on there that much, but I am on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, Insta, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, but we I'll, we'll update you on my name username next time because I'm I'm not quite sure off the top of my head what okay. it is. But yeah, yeah. So You're thanks. on Insta as RS owner, right? Yeah. At RS owner. Yes. Um. Yeah. R S O W N E R. Yeah. Um. That may be the same on Twitter. If not, Nicola Pritchard. Just search her by name. Yeah, or Nikki Pritchard. Um, yes. Yeah. Pritchard. So thank you for having me on, and um, I hope everyone's enjoyed it, and maybe someone will just go off and listen to one of those albums that I've mentioned or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. prompt them to think, oh, I remember that track. Yeah. You know, and just, especially with everything that's been going on in the last, like, 12, 14 months, everybody, like, everyone's been stuck indoors, and, again, sort of we've been sort of listening to a lot of music and stuff like that, haven't we? So... Mm. That's the power you know, of music. That, it is. It's. It's a healer. You yeah, know. Absolutely. So you know, I'm grateful for everyone listening in. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. No problem. I've enjoyed it very much, and thank you all for listening. Um, anybody that's tuned in, as I say, get involved in the conversation on social media. Um, and like I say, that goes for having listened to a podcast, uh, listened to an episode, and you want to chime in, um, or anything that you would like to hear myself or us talk about there will be solo podcasts where it'll just be me myself and I uh Nikki will certainly be back um I've got a couple of other special guests lined up for the season as well I really really am very happy to be back um on the airwaves um and creating this little slice of happiness joy happiness madness (laughs) craziness um this... as you can see we don't write it all day and we're a bit like um what well, should we say next it's episode one <laughs> it is, it's yeah. episode one and um yeah we've really enjoyed it um and again thanks for listening and thanks, guys. uh this has been nine bob hope peace <laughs>